Welcome to the Life Creation Podcast. I'm your host, Andrina Tisi. Together, we will explore thoughts, inspirations, and conversations that feed our soul, spark the mind, and nourish the body. Thank you so much for being here to learn and grow and for walking this journey called life with me. Welcome to the Life Curation Podcast. It's already episode five and we're in the middle of November. It feels so crazy how time goes by. And I know we probably say this every year and still it does feel a little bit unreal that in, I don't know, a little bit over six weeks, this year, this crazy year is over. And I do want to take a moment to thank you. Of course, thank you for tuning in, maybe for the first time, maybe again. And thank you for all the feedback you are sending over for the shares, your likes, and your ratings and reviews. I really, really do appreciate it more than you can probably no. <laughs> um, and just so you know, your feedback is really, really malleable and I love your input. So today is a solo episode and I would like to talk about our emotional and mental well-being over the winter month and a little bit in general, maybe. And just as a little disclaimer, any links, tools, or resources that I'm sharing here that I'm mentioning or that I'm also going to put in the show notes for you to look up, they're not sponsored at all. They're just helpful to me and therefore I'd love to share them with you. So this year, we've been very focused on our physical health and our immune system. And of course, it is very important. And I hope you're listening and you are healthy and well on a physical level. But what's also very important is our mental and emotional health. And that aspect, I think, needs a little bit of tender, loving care. And, you know, the first time I heard of mental health days was when I lived in Vancouver. I didn't grow up with that concept. And maybe in Canada and, um, you know, the US, you don't get as many vacation days as here in Europe. But you get mental health days. And when I heard that, I was like, this is so brilliant. Like, I don't have to actually call in sick if I'm just not feeling well on a physical level. But if I'm noticing that I just need a day for me and to make sure I'm healthy on a mental level, I can take a day off. And I do really think that this is amazing. So for people who are not familiar with that concept, depending on your employer, you get a certain amount of days per year you can take off for your mental health. 
So I'm not sure about you, but for me, the last two months have been full of all sorts of feelings, lots of ups and downs. And in times when we need our tools most, we sometimes forget about them. But I also notice, instead of being really hard on myself, <laughs> I also notice that it's a time of reshaping and reevaluating and also noticing what are my needs and what, what does feel good and allowing the change to happen around and within. And the change is happening all around us. And we are entering into a time that is normally a very, very social time, and it is full of rituals and traditions. So in North America, it started with Halloween and Thanksgiving, which in Canada is in October, and in the US, it's coming up. It's in end of November. And next week here in Zurich, I'm already excited, the city will be lit with the Christmas lights. And I'm personally a huge fan of it. I just love how the old town feels so cozy. And the Bahnhofstraße, which is one of the, or if not the biggest shopping street here, feels so super grand. And by the first of Advent, the holiday season is definitely in full swing. But how will it be this year? right? It will be just different. So how can we take care of ourselves in this time of social distancing, and despite the physical distancing, make this a time of social connection? I will share with you a few things that are supporting me right now. And one of the biggest things for me this fall and entering winter has been walking. I've never walked so much in my life. Surrounded by the trees that every day look different in color, the smell of the changing season and the sound of the fallen leaves under my feet. I just really, really love it. And I noticed I get into a rhythm when I walk. I have a pace. And that rhythm has something very calming, even though I'm walking pretty fast. And feeling my body, for me, was always a way to feel alive. And especially in times of grief and trauma, that helps me a lot. And I know grief and trauma are big words. And we often feel that they belong to this huge incident However, this is a little misconception. This year, many of us are experiencing some sort of grief, loss, trauma. And this is individually as well as collectively. In the episode that will air next week, I'm actually talking with my guest, Karin, all about grief and how we are currently experiencing it. So make sure to watch out for it next week back to the walking. <laughs> so this year I started to turn off my phone or really put on airplane mode while I'm on my walks to completely unplug. <laughs> or maybe it's actually the opposite. 
Maybe I'm plugging in more and recharging myself. And during the lockdown in the spring and over the last month, it really has become such a beautiful routine. I got on my running shoes and Kia and me and nature and we just walk, even though in running shoes, but I'm just walking. And of course, there's plenty of space for thoughts and processes to occur, as well as some inspirations and ideas that come to me. I really, really do encourage you to go out in nature. It is so grounding. And, you know, it just amazingly frees the mind. And green is also the color of the heart chakra. So even though the leaves are falling and still changing some color, there's still lots of green in the woods. And connecting with ourselves by feeling a body, I, I really can just talk for me, of course, but it gives me so much to walk up that mountain, feeling my tired legs on top, my heart pounding, and if I get up early enough, witness the sun creeping up on the horizon. Another thing that I've been doing is I have amped up my visits to body workers. Almost on a weekly basis, I see either my acupuncturist, chiropractor, or go for a massage or energy session. For me personally, this is really essential, not only for my physical body, but to release any emotional or mental tension. And it has happened more than once that, you know, I get a session and somebody's working on my physical body and I notice how something can be released on another level and tears fall. And in episode two, I actually talk with Nadine about Reiki and the importance of physical touch. It is in Swiss German, but if you do understand Swiss German, then I really encourage you to take a listen. And, you know, just find your version of that body work and see what you drawn to. And I know it can also be an a financial aspect. So check with your health insurance and see what they cover and find a therapist that is covered. So staying a little bit on the physical aspect and noticing how it changes our heart and our mind. And another thing that really it's amazing I find is dancing I'm sure you have danced in the middle of your living room or in your kitchen but maybe it's been a while in the show notes I will include a playlist for you that you can dance to some songs you may like some songs you may think are too silly some are slow, some are fast, and 
Some are more groovy and it's just fun. And go with it and make your own playlist or make one with your friend. Maybe you include your family or maybe you arrange for a Zoom dance with your bestie. And what may feel silly at the beginning, you will feel the different. Honestly, you will feel the different even after one song. Music is really important to me, and I do think it has an amazing healing aspect. The interesting part for me is that I hardly ever listen to music at home. I kind of need the silence. I did discover, however, a beautiful, relaxing piano playlist, which I will also include in the show notes. That is also a wonderful playlist to play when taking a bath or you're putting on your comfy socks and snuggling in on the couch or maybe even to help you fall asleep. So speaking of sleep brings me to my next thing. Do not skimp out on your sleep. And I know I'm also talking a little bit to myself. (laughs) Sleep is so, so healing for the body, the mind, the emotions, and the soul. There is a reason why we say, just sleep over it. Isn't it true? Sometimes, you know, something feels so grand and maybe heavy, and then we sleep, and the next morning, things do look different. They can really settle consciously and subconsciously. Sleep is also needed for hormone balance, and that's for men and women. And, you know, emotional stuff, big or small, can be very tiring. And all the ups and downs with the news and the do's and the don'ts, let's just sleep over it. (laughs) I know for myself that if I sleep enough, And, you know, my sleep is not always the best. I am in a different state. Emotionally, physically, I'm less touchy. I get less triggered. I'm just more me, right? So that's fine. More sleep. (laughs) That brings me to my next ritual, that you could start to incorporate before sleep. But really, any time of the day that you feel you need that sense of groundingness and calm. And it's a very grounding breath. And I call it belly breathing. So you lay down, you place your hands onto your belly, and you just breathe into your belly. You fill your belly with your breath and allow the exhale to be longer than the inhale. It's been shown that when we focus on a longer exhale, that the system can really calm down even more. So you let your breath slowly get deeper and longer. And you do this as long as it feels good and helps you to calm your busy mind. If you do it before sleep, You can do this in your bed, lights out already, 
And maybe you just drift into sleep like that. Maybe alongside with, you know, that beautiful piano playlist. Another breath that I've started to do is I call it ribcage breath. And if you've been coming to my yoga classes, you maybe have noticed that I've incorporated it into class a little bit. It's very simple, but I feel it's very powerful to create space in the solar plexus, the heart center and between the ribs. So you simply place your hands by your sides, so by your ribs, so not not the front, but by your side. So you really move your hands as far back by your side as you can. You spread your fingers. Then you really feel your ribs. So you really hold your rib cage. And then you breathe into your hands. And you will notice the expansion on the inhale, as well as the grounding aspect on the exhale when your hands move closer to your center again. And you just gently breathe in and out and let the breath get longer, deeper, as well as wider. And with every inhale, you make more space for your heart and for your lungs and for your ribcage. And, you know, it is said that the lungs are the wings of the heart. And again, you can do this anytime for as long as you like, maybe even just a few breaths. Another thing that I'm trying to do is I really watch what I'm consuming on news, movies, and the famous social media. (laughs) And, you know, I notice I want to stay informed what's going on. And as well as connected with friends locally that I may be not seeing as much, as well as, of course, internationally with my friends. But I don't want to get sucked into the negativity that is also on some of these channels, right? So I use the Freedom app, which helps me to not have access to certain apps too late into the evening until the next morning. So check it out. Maybe that is something for you. Or you maybe are strong-willed enough to just make that a priority for yourself to really notice what are you consuming. And also watch fun movies and, you know, maybe some comedies and feel-good movies. But sometimes we still feel it energetically. I do anyway. And energetic clearing or energetic boundaries can be super helpful to tap into. So I use tea tree oil, the essential oil on my neck and my solar plexus. Amongst many other things, tea tree oil is known for its antibacterial properties. And it is also the oil of energetic boundaries. So the energetic bacteria, (laughs) in a way. In episode three, I also recorded a meditation to strengthen your energetic boundaries. So maybe listen in and maybe it is useful for you. Speaking of meditation (laughs) brings me 
to another thing that can be a beautiful ritual. For me, lately it's been easier to follow guided meditation. Find something that helps you. And I really encourage you to not switch it daily. I know from myself, keeping it simple and a routine of the same meditation for a few weeks can add a really calming aspect instead of constantly switching it around. Because, again, I talk for myself before I know I'm just looking for a meditation to do, but I've actually not meditated. <laughs> With guided meditations, a big aspect is the voice of the person leading the meditation. And that's so, so personal, right? So try different things. And what I noticed with me is that, you know, at one point I like somebody and then suddenly I don't anymore or vice versa. For example, lately I've been doing the morning meditation by Joe Dispenza and I really like it. But about six months ago or maybe a little bit longer, when I first listen to those meditations, I didn't like his voice. And now I do. <laughs> so it's interesting how things change. And other meditations that I find helpful are on Oak and Inside Timer and Headspace. These are both apps, which I also will link below. And for German speakers, you may also enjoy the meditations by Feitlinda. I will include all of these links in the show notes for you to find them and maybe, you know, listen into it, do a meditation, notice if one or the other is something for you. But what about that whole social aspect and the connection we might be missing. In the spring and the summer, the distancing in a way was a bit easier because we were able to be outside and not in closed rooms. Now that the days get shorter and shorter, we are actually spending more and more time indoors. So, Let's not only come back to our physical home, but let's also make it a time to come home to ourselves. Even if many of the social traditions of the winter and the holiday season are falling away this year, maybe it is also a good opportunity to ask ourselves, have all these activities, these all these years, the social gatherings, really been nourishing to me? Just because we've always done something a certain way doesn't mean we need to continue to do so. And very often, something extreme happens for us to switch something around. 
So maybe this is an opportunity to ask ourselves, are the plans, activities, and the people really, really charging my battery and making me feel good and inspired? Because we all know that feeling. Rushing from one event to the next can actually leave us feeling more empty and stressed than full and fulfilled. I sure feel the need for more empty spaces in my calendar to just be. And really, we can't make any plans anyway because we don't know what's next week. (laughs) And, you know, traditions, they start somewhere, right? There is always a first time for something to become a tradition. So maybe this year is a start for something new. Six years ago, for example, when my brother passed away, my mom and I started a tradition of going away on Christmas. What started as an escape to exotic Thailand has become an island for me that I cherish so much. The last few years, we've spent Christmas in the mountains, spying and wellnessing, walking, eating delicious food, and just being together and away, kind of. And before we knew, a new tradition has been established. And just the other day, I had a conversation with a friend And she mentioned that this year she probably won't be traveling to her family in Germany. And that she actually was kind of looking forward to not having to have the usual rush over the holidays from festivities with one part of the family to the next with the other part of the family. (laughs) Again just because we have always done something a certain way doesn't mean we need to continue to do so. Give yourself and other the permission to change. Of course, I'm fully, fully aware that not being able to see your family over the holidays can be absolutely heartbreaking. So maybe that is also an opportunity to reach out to your friends. Or if you are having a gathering, maybe you invite somebody that you know is maybe alone over the Christmas time. And not only over the holidays, but in general now, over this winter month, see what are the social things that can be done with respect to distance and everybody's need, but keeping the social connection. Maybe you start a game night on Zoom or move the dinner with friends to a lunch al fresco. You can all put your ski gear to keep warm. And most important, keep in touch 
keep connected, have your tribe that you can count on, call upon, laugh and cry, and maybe just not say anything, <laughs> right? That is important too. Of course, something that is a big aspect of the holiday season, but not only, is food. So the treasure for the season for me is pumpkin. I love it so much. And I make it the most simple way. <laughs> I get a small or medium sized pumpkin and I wash it and just shove it into the oven at about 150 degrees for an hour, maybe even more. No preheating, no hardcore cutting. <laughs> Once it's done, the peel comes off super easy. It pretty much just falls apart. But it stays so nice and moist. And you can just eat it like that. Or you can make a yummy pumpkin soup. As the banana bread was the comfort food of the first wave, so is apparently the pumpkin soup the comfort food of the second wave. And it's on my list <laughs> to do some pumpkin bread. And I'm super happy to receive some recipe inspirations if you have a delicious recipe for pumpkin bread. Root vegetables in general, which are in season right now, are super, super grounding. So imagine the roots of any plant are its anchor and its foundation. They are the essential part that support and nourish the plant. Root vegetables lend these properties to us when we eat them, making us feel physically and mentally grounded and rooted, increasing our stability and stamina and endurance. So just try it out. Get some carrots, parsnip, turnips, radishes, beets, and just cook up a feast of all these beautiful, colorful roots. And also playing with warming and comforting spices like ginger, cinnamon, and nutmeg, which are amazing in cooking, but also delicious in a warm tea. One thing that is always supporting me are essential oils. And I would like to share just some of my go-to essential oils that I use for my emotional and mental well-being in the winter month. So one aspect is more the woody and grounding oils like cedarwood or frankincense. Cedarwood is also the oil of community and it has a very calming property. It's actually really beautiful in combination with lavender. Cedarwood is also the oil of community, which I find very fitting for this time. Frankincense is a very spiritual oil and amazing to apply before meditation, but also wonderful for your skin. And it is the oil of truth. 
The other aspects of essential oil I use are citrus oils to lift me up. And my favorites right now are lime, bergamot, and wild orange. These are just examples. You can really go for any citrus oil that speaks to you. Lime is the oil for the zest of life. Bergamot is the oil of self-acceptance. And wild orange, the oil of abundance. So really, <laughs> I'm sure you agree that all of these are pretty useful. The other day, I used wild orange and chamomile in my diffuser. And it was such a nice smell. The chamomile is, of course, very calming. And it is actually also the oil of spiritual purpose. And it gave this warm, soft feel to the more fresh aroma of the orange. So diffusing these essential oil in a cold mist diffuser is amazing to get the benefits of the oils. I also use them after showering in my body oil. And I started to do something super delicious. <laughs> Before I go into the shower, I put the bottle I have my carrier oil in into warm, actually pretty hot water. And then after the shower, I use the warm carrier oil with a drop or two of essential oil and I massage my body. It feels so nice and pampering. Really, really good. So try that out. <laughs> I will do more detailed episodes on the do's and how's of essential oil. But I just wanted to give you some inspiration on how you can incorporate them for now. And of course, you can always reach out with any questions about anything. <laughs> So this brings us almost to the end of this episode. Just to summarize it a little bit, what I've talked about. I talked about going out in nature, feeling your body, going offline, trying to get enough rest and sleep, and to watch what you're consuming and whether it is nourishing or not. Be open for new traditions to be formed. Breathe deeply and find a meditation that works for you. Incorporate those yummy root vegetables into your meals and maybe you experiment with some essential oils and aromatherapy. So these are just things that help me. Most important Try and see what feels good for you and take the time. Honor that lots of things are happening on a conscious and subconscious level for each of us as well as collectively. Be gentle with yourself. Reach out to your friends and your support network. Find new rituals and traditions. Explore the options and open your heart and mind to something different. I hope this is a little bit of an inspiration for you. Share it with whomever you think could benefit. And 
message me with your input and your questions. I'm thrilled to hear from you and learn what you have taken away from this episode. And remember, it is your life and you are the curator of it. Oh, 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 oh